The Athletic. Good morning and welcome to the briefing show from The Athletic. It's Thursday, the 6th of April. I'm Ian McIntosh and here's everything you need to know from the world of football. And today we're asking, are Chelsea really about to reappoint Frank Lampard? One thing that you can never erode is how popular he is at Chelsea. How will Barcelona respond to such a humiliating defeat? The team didn't know, I think, how to get up either sportingly or emotionally. Is David Moyes on the brink after a shocking defeat at home to Newcastle? Gimaraes getting it out to Joel Linton, who takes it in his stride. Joel Linton looking for five! Gets it! Declan and I spoke after about having belief in the group, having belief in David Moyes, but it's one thing to say it, now we've got to start seeing the pitch. This is The Briefing Show from The Athletic. Lots of football to get through today, but we make absolutely no apologies for starting with Chelsea again this morning. We wondered if the next man in the Stamford Bridge dugout would be Julian Nagelsmann or Roberto De Zerbi or Luis Enrique. And if we kept going with that list, if we'd named every plausible replacement for Graham Potter, we'd have been there a really long time before we suggested Frank Lampard. Yes, that's right. Lampard, Chelsea's record goalscorer and arguably their greatest ever player, was sacked as manager in 2021 after 18 months in charge. And he's close to a return to West London. So why have they gone and done that? I asked David Ornstein. One thing that you can never erode is how popular he is at Chelsea. And right now, if they're looking for an inspirational figure with coaching experience at the top level and a link to the club that might galvanise for these final weeks of the season, and crucially that Champions League quarterfinal tie against Real Madrid then it feels like Frank Lampard is a good option and he's available. And that's why it seems that talks have taken place. And they've come to the point where, at the moment I record this, Chelsea are actually close to appointing Lampard as interim head coach until the end of the season. Now, we don't know more about who might come with him. Reports are already suggesting the likes of Ashley Cole, John Terry. Let's see what happens on that front. Let's also see what happens with Bruno and his fellow staff because initially the word coming out of Chelsea was that they would be staying on until at least the end of the season, whatever happens in terms of permanent appointments or interim. But I guess we better watch this space on that one. But what, and stick with me on this, what happens if he does really well? We can only say what we know as things stand and that this is an appointment that will just be a temporary measure and that Frank Lampard will see out the season with Chelsea, he will try and succeed, and then he will step aside for the succession plan, all being well from Chelsea's perspective, to be activated. And then they will proceed from there with what promises to be an incredibly busy summer with potential comings and goings in the transfer market, contractual situations to resolve, and so much more besides in this incredible period of transition and activity for Chelsea's Todd Bowley and Clearleg Capital ownership. As you can imagine, social media has been particularly mean-spirited about all of this. But have people been too quick to laugh? Here's The Athletic's Chelsea editor, Dom Fifield. 
I suspect there'll be a, a, a mixed reaction. I, 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 online, I, I, people will find this very, very hard to believe, but I think there will be a sizable uh, number of Chelsea supporters who go to Stamford Bridge who actually will relish the prospect of having someone that they recognise as a Chelsea man in charge of the team. Now, now that you know, that's a fairly basic thing to say. So he's not an elite coach and they were th- they were going down another way. Thomas Tuchel definitely represented an upgrade when he came in. But that's not where Chelsea are at, at the moment. And at the moment, it's about restoring some kind of order and bringing it, lifting the uh, the level of positivity around the place a bit, to be honest. And and if, if it can have any kind of restorative effect on the on the fan base, then then there are obvious pluses to it. Well, I don't think anyone expected to hear these words, but Frank Lampard's Chelsea will be taking on Real Madrid in seven days and they look in pretty decent shape. Trailing by a single goal in their two-legged Copa del Rey semi-final against Barcelona, they went to the Camp Nou and won 4-0. The Athletics' Laia Cervejo was there to watch. Laia, how much damage will this result do to Barcelona manager Xavi? It's uh, obviously a hard blow for Xavi and for the whole team. The elimination in the Champions League still hurts at, uh, the fans and the only way to heal it, it was to reach the final of the Copa del Rey. Not only because uh, of the possibility of winning a, a double, uh, two, two titles uh, this season, but also because you would have sent the eternal rivals out of the competition. And I think today injuries took their toll on Barca and they played like a really good half, to be to be honest. They put Real Madrid in their area uh, with the ball. Uh, and the first goal uh, came from one of the few counter attacks they had and the team didn't know, I think, how to get up either sportingly or emotionally. This hurt the team uh, a lot, but I can imagine Barca losing the this league. I mean, it's true that Barca have uh, struggled to get back on their feet after big defeats, but 12 points is a big difference. We heard that the Barcelona fans were cheering for, for Lionel Messi. Is that true? Yeah, of course. Uh, like at the in a minute ten, uh, like the whole stadium was doing chants of Messi, Messi. I think like people wants to have like the Argentinian back at Camp Nou. I, we will see if uh, that will be something that it will be like true. So, yeah. Do you think it will happen? If you have asked me that that same question a month ago, I would say impossible. But now it seems uh, like the club, it's not uh, being that negative when they are questioned about it. Also, Kun Aguero is like the best friend of, of Messi and he, he's talking about like, the possibility of uh, Messi coming back. I don't, I can see like Kun Aguero saying that without Messi knowing about it. So yeah, I think that there's a possibility also it would be like uh, such a great deal uh, economically. So I think it's very difficult because uh, obviously Barca is struggling uh, with finances, but I have the feeling that maybe it could be, but I don't want to say anything for sure because it, it's so complicated. There are so many things, factors that will be playing a role on, on that. Of the nine clubs caught up in the fight against relegation, only two still have the same manager who started the season. Nottingham Forest have won, and they issued a firm vote of confidence in Steve Cooper yesterday. 
Will West Ham do the same after their hugely embarrassing 5-1 defeat at home to Newcastle last night? Roshane Thomas was there for the Athletic. Roshane, this was a bleak night for the Hammers. They were giving away goals for free. What was the mood like by the end? It's currently raining at London Stadium, and as they say, it never rains but it pours. And that is how it's going for West Ham right now, because that was such a shocking performance against Newcastle United. A 5-1 loss, and I imagine what will frustrate a lot of fans is the manner of their performance and the manner in which they conceded their goals. All were costly errors. The home form was supposed to be West Ham's saving grace. The away form has been terrible, absolutely shocking this season, but the home form have been promising of late. So West Ham's last defeat at home was against Brentford in December. A lot of fans are like, you know what, it's going to be tight, but our home form could, could see us stay up. So following that loss, a lot of supporters are like, how are we going to stay up now after that? Because as I reflect on that game, costly areas have really cost this team. My mind goes back to that game against Brighton, the 4-0 loss. The right-back Ben Johnson was at fault for that. And it's one area Moyes has been really been hammering home to his players. We've got to cut out individual areas. We really have to cut it out. And yet we've still seen it. West Ham have Fulham on Saturday. As of late last night, there was no indication that Moyes was leaving. But is that a make-or-break game? As far as I can say, every match now is a must-win for West Ham. Ten games left in the league for West Ham. And the players got to start. they got to start playing their best football of the season now because Declan Rice spoke after about having belief in the group, having belief in David Moyes. But it's one thing to say it now. We've got to start seeing the pitch. That wasn't the only game in the Premier League last night. Manchester United, who you might recall were beaten 4-0 by Brentford back in August, well, they got their revenge, to an extent. A Marcus Rashford strike gave them a 1-0 victory over the Bees, and it lifts them to fourth in the table, just behind Newcastle on goal difference. This is the briefing shot from The Athletic. Just the one game on the telly tonight, and it's England's women against Brazil's women in the finalissima. That's the FIFA competition between the European champions and the Copper America champions. You can watch that one on ITV in the UK. That's all from us. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, make sure you take advantage of our latest offer. Go to theathletic.com forward slash TBS, and it's $1.99 a month for your first year. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe. And if you've got the time, be sure to give us a review as well. I'm Ian McIntosh. Your producer was Mike Stavrou. And The Briefing Show will be back next Tuesday. The Athletic.